0: I just play Doctor Online, and before I get going, I have to make a couple little corrections uh, from last week's show. I do the corrections at the top of the show, because that's what I should do, and these little corrections are little. They're little. They're misspeaks. They're, I picked the wrong word. That's that's. I just went wrong that way. Um, Uh, Last week's show was uh, talking all about going to California and and the highlights of the trip and and that kind of thing. And I hope my travelogue episode didn't annoy regular listeners who want me talking about other things. But um, hopefully I kept it pithy enough and interesting enough and all that. Uh, What did I get wrong? Well, first... I got wrong that uh, where the city of Placerville is. Which, by the way, my friend Michael lives in Placerville. He just doesn't live in downtown Placerville, which is where the Brewfest was at. And I, I wasn't that clear on that. He does live in Placerville. Anyway, uh, Placerville is not a 45 minutes uh, drive uh, west of Sacramento. It is east of Sacramento. I knew that I had the right word. It's just that somewhere from it going, you know, you know, starting off in the brain and making its way through and out of my mouth, uh, west, uh, east, changed to west, and I got, I said the wrong thing. It's just the wrong thing. I didn't even realize I said it was I said it wrong until after the show when it was pointed out, and I went, oh gee whiz. <laughs> I knew that. The other thing that I got wrong, was when I talked about Robin, who was that woman that uh, had moved out from upstate New York and moved into the Lake Tahoe area. Uh, I don't think she lives exactly in Lake Tahoe, but in that area, up in the mountains, and she talked about all that snow they got the winter before. That 45 feet of snow, which just seems insane to me. And uh, I said she was Michael's girlfriend's friend. She's not. I'm sure that when Michael and Missy, who is Michael's girlfriend, were listening to the show, I'm sure Missy looked at Michael and said, is there something you want to tell me? Do you have a girlfriend I don't know about? And I hope Michael didn't get in too much trouble. No, it was Douglas's girlfriend's friend. That's who Robin was. Douglas's girlfriend's friend, not Michael's. Okay, uh, so just a couple little errors, just little misspeaks. Those happen. Uh, verbal gaffes happen all the time when you talk a lot. And see, I don't have a, 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 a co-host on the show. I don't have a producer. It's me. It's just me doing this. So... And I, and I do this, and I say this often, I do this like as if it's a live radio show, where I just go on the air, an actual radio station, and talk, and then I go off the air. There's no editing on live radio. It's just, there it is. That's that's what it is. You said the stuff, you said it. Uh, so if you make a mistake, I didn't have a producer to catch it. I didn't have a co-host to say, no, no, you mean, you mean East, don't you? You mean East. Uh, so, okay. So that's, you know, mistakes happen. We're human. And uh, I like to make those corrections at the top of each show. Uh, Before I get rolling (laughs) uh, into some other stuff, I I have a couple other things about the California trip I wanted to talk about. Uh, that I didn't get to last week, and a couple of them, or at least one, a couple of them are kind of in the negative range, and it's no reflection on the hosts or anything like that. It's just, it's something that's, well, you know, it's the kind of stuff that I, as a skeptic, run into, and, you know, and it it makes me me grumble. But before I get to that, remember when I did jury duty uh, earlier in the year? It was for the third time that I've been called for jury duty, and I'm only... 54. Three times have been called. My mother was called four times. The fourth time she was in her 70s and she called them up and said, uh, look, I'm in my 70s. 70s. And they said, oh, well, that's okay. If you're in your 70s? You don't want to do it? You don't have to. Now, that's a, I think that's some rule in Ramsey County or Minnesota or whatever. And, anyway, so I'm sure I'm going to get some jury duty again because that's just, it's just my luck. You know, instead of winning the lottery, I win the jury duty. Well, <clears throat> Just a few weeks before I got my notice for jury duty, uh, the fellow that is our supervisor at the company I work for, uh, he got a summons for jury duty. I may have talked about that a little bit. Now, this uh, supervisor of ours, he, uh, he's from Laos, and he moved to, his family moved to the United States in the early 70s. So he's been here for a long time. His English is good, but sometimes he comes to me, and I'm sure he goes to other people for a little help in making sure he understands something. Maybe it's a cultural thing. Maybe it's just a nuance of language or something, and he just wants to make sure that he understands. And so he brought the jury duty summons to me uh, to help with uh, you know um, completing the... There's an online survey type thing or an online information a uh, bit that you have to fill out that you can do it online or you can fill it out and mail it in but I, we did it online together and uh, and then he applied for postponement because at the time this was in the in the winter he's working two jobs at that point works for us at night and he drives a school bus during the day and you know this was going to interfere with his day job and that would be troublesome for him he was seeing if he could get a postponement because in the summer he would have no day job to worry about so he could do it then and they they went with the postponement and they gave him his new dates for his uh his jury duty and they were uh the the week that he was supposed to do jury duty would was to start on monday july 1st and when i found that out i told him hey <laughs> he got at least one day off that week because july 4th comes in there and it's, it's a holiday, so you're not going to have that day. Uh, you know, you might luck out. Uh, you might get stuck going you know, more than a week, because that's what I ended up doing. I had a day off in there because there was a, fe- a federal holiday in there as well, and uh, but I still ended up doing almost two weeks of jury duty. And uh, so, as he got closer to the jury duty time, he started. He went online and he was communicating with uh, the Ramsey County. To, about what he should do and, and that. And he got some information and he brought the email to me and he says he wanted to confirm that, that he understood what was going on. And what the email was telling him that was that on the Friday before July 1st, which would have been June 28th, at 4.30 or after 4.30, he was to call the number for the courthouse uh, for the jury duty st- service and follow the instructions he was going to get some instructions of what he was supposed to do the next week. And that was new to me because I didn't have that. I was just supposed to show up on that date that they gave. Now this might have something to do they may have changed some things or it might have something to do with the fact that uh, the 4th of July holiday was in there and that might be a bigger holiday than the one that I had during my week. I think it might have been Martin Luther might have been Martin Luther King holiday. I'm not I can't remember now. Nevertheless. So um I told uh, the supervisor I said you want if you you know come in Friday and after 4:30 we'll we'll get on the speaker phone we'll call and we'll see what the message is. And the message was he did that. He thought that was good so I can help you out in case you know. He said, "Oh, that'd be great." So he came in. The message was uh, he did not have to report Monday morning. No one had to report on Monday morning, but at 11:30 on Monday they would need to call in again and follow the instructions. So I reminded him uh you know to call in so he and he did and then a little bit later on that Monday after after eleven thirty, I I contacted him I said did you you know I called him and I said did you call the number and what did you find out he says uh I think I don't have to go to jury duty all week I said you sure he says yeah I think so and then he says do you want to call the number and see what the message says because he I have the number so I called it and that <laughs> lucky bugger the guy comes on and says, "Well, good news. We will not need any jurors this week. Words to that effect. You do not need to report this week. Your jury duty service is completed. You know, it's and I and I told I explained that I explained to him. You know, as far as Ramsey County is concerned, you have completed your jury duty service. You don't have to go in for the rest of the week. You don't have to mess up any of your schedule at all, and." I, from what I understand on uh, 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 the way it's been the way the message sounded to me, Ramsey County will consider that you've done jury duty, which means they can't call you again for another four years. <laughs> he got off scot-free, and he was toying with the idea. He just mentioned to us like a week or two ahead of time saying he was thinking of just skipping it. and I, and I really impressed upon him, "No, no, no, you don't skip it. You skip it. The sheriff will come and find you. They, oh no, no, you go to jury duty. You show up. If you don't show up, you can be in trouble. So, but then he didn't. It ended up not having to do it. Some people have all the luck. Well, anyway, uh, you may note uh, some sounds of some booms and bangs and pops going on in the background. You might hear it. I don't know if the microphone will pick it up, but you might hear it. Uh, that's, that's because, well, this is just a couple days after the 4th, and you know, uh, I have neighbors that are still proud to be Americans and, 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 and like celebrating or just like to blow up things real good, and, uh, and so they're doing that. So if you hear a pop or bang here now and then, that's what's going on, so just be aware of that. But speaking of the 4th of July, there's a couple things here. One, um, and maybe I shouldn't tell you this, but I share this information with my, my listeners, uh, there is a tradition in this Fitzsimmons household, that each Fourth of July, at some point during the day, my wife Amy will paint my toenails. She does. At this, this came up a couple, a few years ago. I don't know how many years now—five, six years, somewhere around there, maybe. I don't know when it started, but it was just uh, I happened to be uh, uh, barefoot in the house. You know, because summer it gets kind of warm, so I take my socks off. Yeah, that's practically naked for me. In fact, that is just about naked for me. So, uh, uh, you know, because I've got the pants and the shirt on and all that, and uh, and so I got my socks off. And Amy was painting her toenails or doing her fingernails. And uh, somebody suggested whether it was me or Hayden or Amy or somebody said, "Paint, paint Dad's toenails." And it's, oh, okay, and she did, and that became a tradition. So each Fourth of July we do that. This year. It's uh, The toenail color is pink. Maybe I'll take a picture of my feet and put it up on the show notes page. Maybe, if you're nice, if you behave for the rest of this show. Maybe I'll do it. Uh, The other uh, thing about this 4th of July, and I wasn't going to talk about this. I was just going to let it pass. I was going to let it go because... Because people make mistakes. I made corrections at the top of the show. People make verbal gaffes. When you talk, it happens. It happens. It's not, it doesn't necessarily rise to the level of, of a topic on a Dimland radio. But, well, something else occurred along with this that I just, I had to bring it up. <clears throat> uh, the 4th of July, uh, uh, our, our grand leader, uh, our our supreme intellectual in the White House, our president, decided it would be a good idea to have some military show of force, you know, to, for America to take its dick out of its pants and wag it around for everybody to see. Look at us! Look at our military weapons! Look at what we got! And he, you know, he got criticism all along for doing it as it was, why? Why? What's this? You know, that's what dictators do. That's what Stalin did. That's what. That's what Hitler did. That's what. What's his name in North Korea does? You know, so what? Why? What? What's? What are we doing? What, what? You know. That's. That was kind of the reaction. It's just what? Why? And why all that money? You know, if you think about it, yeah. You know, the millions of dollars he spent to, could go to just to to. Uh, you know, helping people pay for their health insurance. How about that? You know, a little bit of money for that. Does it help? How about you pick a few families and you take the money that you would have spent for the military, you know, dick-wagging. Uh, instead of doing that, you take that money and you split it up among some, some families, lower-income families that are struggling to make their mortgage, and you pay their mortgage off for them. So that, hey, you don't have to worry about paying your mortgage anymore. Just, you know make sure you set money aside for insurance and 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 for taxes but you know if you pay property taxes um you know just how about do something like that that'd be great you know you could do that for us that would really be helpful but no no it has to go for this you know look what manly men we are and i know i'm being kind of gender specific and cruel cuz you know i don't i just i just you know what i mean okay Nevertheless, uh, and then he and then he gives a speech, and during this speech, he uh, he talked about how uh, during the American Revolution, uh, the American army uh, retook or, uh, the the airports from the British, and it's, it's it's obvious it was a misspeak. It's obvious he just the the wrong words came out somewhere between reading it on the teleprompter, it going into his brain and, and, you know, from the teleprompter into his brain and through and out of his mouth, airport, you know, he said airports. Now, obviously, it was supposed to be spaceports, yeah, obviously, I mean, seaports, uh, but it was supposed to be that, but he, mu- he misspoke. That's what happens. And I was willing to say, you know, he just misspoke, okay? Obama at some point during the campaign trail thought there were 58 states or something like that. It was a misspeak. It was a verbal gaffe. It just happens. But the thing is... People on social media had a lot of fun with it, and some of it was really clever. And you know, the pictures that they would put together of, of uh, George Washington, you know, taken from the famous painting of him crossing the Delaware, and then they put him in a in a in a in, a, in a airline you know uh, airport uh, baggage area, and they called it uh, you know Washington crossing the baggage claim. Area or something, and, and just just clever stuff, funny stuff, comments, and all that kind of thing. That was great, and I and I had a chuckle out of it. And then I started hearing that the president was saying, "Well, you know, there was rain, and it was uh, it was on a teleprompter, and it messed up what the words looked like." And instead of instead of doing like what I did. At the t- you know, When I was talking last week and I thought that Sacramento, or I said that Sacramento was west, uh, was, uh, or that uh, Placerville was west of Sacramento, when I said that, uh, I knew it was east of it, but I said west, and when I was told that, my reaction was, did I say west? Did I say that? I said west? Oh, man. Now, when the president goes back after making a speech and sits down and whoever's sitting next to him leans over and says, uh, you know, you said airports. You were supposed to say seaports. You said airports. And he should have reacted like, I did. Did I say airports? Oh man, and just react that way, and then just say, "Yeah, misspoke. Sorry, things happen." But no, I mean, if he, had, if you, know, if I had adopted that attitude, uh, you know, and somebody said, "You know, you said that uh, you know, that uh, Placerville is west of Sacramento," I said, "Well, if you're taking the long way around, it is." I mean, that's what I meant. If you go the long way around, it's west. All right. Nevertheless, but what? But even then. That wasn't enough. That didn't rise to the level of me wanting to talk about it on the show. But this is what did. I mean, the, the Facebook or the social media reaction was great and everything. But this is this rea- this thing that happened. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is an actual example of some some excellent irony. Uh, I have a Facebook friend who is a person who uh, uh, with uh, with whom I had also gone to high school and uh it's it's a woman she's my age. It's funny though <laughs> it's it's great when you have high school friends uh, on Facebook and they don't put their you know they might put their birthday, but they don't put the year so you can't guess so their age isn't apparent, but you say, "I know how old you are." <laughs> I went to high school with you, but nevertheless um yeah it's just vanity I suppose i I earned these fifty four years and I'm proud of them so. And every gray hair and all that—it's—I think it's fine. I'm gonna. This is what happens when you get old. Uh, anyway, she is a Trump supporter, and she will post stuff that's uh, anti-Democrats and pro-Republican and pro-Trump and anti-Obama and you know, it's just she'll anti-Bernie Sanders and anti-any you know Joe Biden and all that. She'll she'll do that and and just you know pro-Trump, pro-Trump, Trump, Trump. And uh, and 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 she's she. I I needle her about it a little bit, and she'll needle me back a little. But uh, I usually get the upper hand, <coughs> as is the case uh, this time. Um, this, this was posted earlier today. This is Friday when I'm recording the show. Uh, the day after the Fourth of July. The day after the president says the airport thing about in relation to the american uh, revolution and he says airports instead of seaports he said airports okay this she posted an article with this headline americans have almost entirely forgotten their history <laughs> this is this is the day after the president said there were airports during the American Revolution. The, the, and, and after the, the reaction of social media, she had to have seen something of this poking fun at the president saying there were airports during the American Revolution. And she shares an article that's talking about how Americans have almost entirely forgotten their history. And I said, <laughs> I said yes, they have. I said, why, the president thinks there were airports during the American Revolution. I keep wanting to say Civil War. And I posted that, and she said, "Whatever." <laughs> and I told her, "Look, you know I'm just, you know, I'm just teasing." Uh, and, but I said, "But even you, you have to admit, you have to see the irony in posting this article after the day after the president talks about airports and the revolution, uh, the American Revolution." <sighs> so that's why. I brought it up for the show. Okay, I made it to the first break. Uh, you're listening to Dimland Radio on the Ztalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I will return after this break. Filet of fenny snake in the cauldron, boil and bake. I have newt and toe of frog, wool of bat. And tongue of dog. Adder's fork and blind sting. lizard's leg and howl it's wing. For a charm of powerful trouble. Like hellbroth boil and bubble. This brew be ye only salvation. From your favorite radio station. (laughs) You're listening to Z-Talk Radio (laughs) Network. Warmer weather in Minnesota means deer ticks are now feeding in a wooded area near you. Fight the bite. To avoid Lyme and other diseases from deer ticks, use tick repellent. This message from the Minnesota Department of Health. Hey, y'all. This is Tangina. You're going to give me whiplash looking up there, too. I've cleaned many houses, and I don't know what it is that hovers over Dr. Dem's house. But it was strong enough to punch a hole into this world and take his wallet away from him. And I think what we might be dealing with is the beast. Hold on. Did you just say that Dr. Dim doesn't believe in to guys, tiny fortune tellers, or the beast? <coughs> well, holy sh! Why the f- didn't somebody tell me? Anyway, Dr. Dim's a skeptic. He'll be right back. On ZTalkRadio.com, I still think this house is clean. Mm-hmm. Getting some z's. Mm-hmm. Getting some z's. Mm-hmm. Getting some z's. Wake up! Wake up! Wake up! Wake up! Listen to ZTalk Radio. On ZTalkRadio.com. air guitar was awesome just then oh I was I, you would have believed I had a guitar in my hands uh this is uh, Dimland Radio and I'm your host Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons back from my first break uh let's see I was going to talk about a couple more things in, in the California trip there was one thing that I didn't mention but before I get to that uh it's kind of related here um I'm going to go with a a cool thing at this point in the show. Cool thing number one, I've got a couple of them for the show. Cool thing number one for the show is that the Minnesota Twins... Ah, baseball. (laughs) I do enjoy baseball. The Minnesota Twins, which is the team that I root for the most, um, has just set a record uh, in the major leagues. Uh, That record is the most home runs... Prior to the All-Star break, now the last record was set last season, and that was by the hated Yankees. They had hit 161 home runs prior to the All-Star break. The Twins uh, have hit; uh, they 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 got to 162 just earlier today. A friend of mine uh, texted me saying they hit they made the record, and I do believe they hit two more. Home runs. I know they hit two more home runs that this this game. I don't know if the game's over yet, but the game that was going on tonight. So that would put them at uh, 164 home runs. That's the new record. So every home run they hit within the next t- two games, well, this the rest of this game, unless it's over by now, and the next two uh, adds to that record because the All Star break starts on uh, Monday. And uh, uh, so that's, yeah, that's, you know, put that in your pipe and smoke it. Uh, That is pretty damn cool. I was just reading an article saying that the Twins are on pace to hit 304 home runs this season. I mean, if they keep that, the, the frequency of home runs that they are hitting, if they keep that through the season, and that will shatter the records for the Twins team, their franchise, and for the Majors, which I think the Majors record is 267. So that would really just blow the blow the hell out of it. Uh, the Twins record, I think, is 245 or 255, something like that. I, can't, I, I, I didn't write it down, and I should have, but I didn't, so I'm sorry. But uh, that is pretty cool. Now, I still... And it's, the Twins have been faltering a little bit of late. Uh, they still have not lost more than two games in a row. They still haven't done that, but lately, they, what they've done is they lose, they lose two games, and they win a game. Then they lose two games, then a winning, then they win a game, then they lose two games, and they win a game. And that's not a good way to go, because that's that's a that's that's how you get a losing record. But um, um, they're doing fine, they're doing okay. And uh, t- as of uh, when I started recording the show, they were beating the Texas Rangers nine to zero. So. And it would be their second win in a row. Should they hang on to win this game, and let's let's I, I would like to see them win out, you know, and let's let's hit a few more home runs. Let's set that record nice and high so that it stays for a long time. It's not a record that gets talked about a lot, but yeah, you know, it but, but it'll you know come up sometimes, and it'd be nice for them to say the Minnesota Twins have have that record. It'd be nice. Okay, and it makes it even cooler, even sweeter that they took it from the hated Yankees, who the Twins will probably face in the postseason and will probably lose to because that's just what we do. Nevertheless, uh, in California, there was one thing I didn't mention about last week, and this was kind of a neat thing. Um, uh, I asked asked my friend Michael what size t-shirt he wears before I came out for the trip because I wanted to get him a little thank you gift kind of thing to give him when I get out there. And um, he told me the size. And then he, then he said, but I got to warn you, I'm not going to wear any kind of Minnesota sports outfit. No, 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 teachers a Minnesota sports thing. Now, I hadn't even thought of that. Blink, blink, blink. I, I, what? Me? Me? I what? No, no. I hadn't even thought of that. Which is true. I never had thought. I hadn't thought of it. I was. I had some other idea for a T-shirt. I saw it at the at the at the at the comic book store. We sell these T-shirts by local artists. It's really cool stuff of the monsters with three eyeballs, and it, it's just it's just cool stuff. And uh, so that's what I thought I'd get him uh, among a couple other things. But it did put the idea in. One of the couple other things was I'm going to get him a vintage button. Of the Twins uh, World Series Championship uh, celebration, uh, the the 1987 one, the first one for the Minnesota Twins. So I uh, there's a uh, there's a uh, a vintage store just a couple doors down from the the comic book store that I work for. It's called Time Bomb, and they have all kinds of old toys and games and and clothes and records and stuff and tchotchkes, things stuff all kinds of cool old stuff. And I asked if they had some, and the guy did. Eat. So I got one of these buttons. And uh, on, I think it was either the morning of the brew fest. I didn't expect him to wear it for the brew fest, but I knew we were going to go. We the plan was to go back into Placerville the next day to check out some of the shops. And I thought, you know, I'm going to get him to wear this. So I I gave him that to him, and he and he put it on a, on a on a in his media room. He has a shelf that's got a lot of sports stuff on it. So he put that right in there. And he's a Dodgers fan, an LA Dodgers fan. And I said, you know, so you know, so I gave him that, and then. And I didn't for the Brewfest. I wasn't gonna ask him to wear it then, but uh, but the next day I said, you know, I'd like you to wear that button when we go to Placerville. And he said, nah, 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 I'm not gonna wear that. I said, I'll tell you what, I'll make a deal with you. I'll wear any Los Angeles Dodgers thing you want me to wear. You know, within reason. You know, I mean, I'm not gonna wear you know panties or something. Um, well, I might, but. <clears throat> Anyway, so he, he uh, gave me the option of two T-shirts to wear. One was a more of a jersey type with the big logo, LA logo on it with the royal blue color and the white piping around the neck and the sleeves. And I, I modeled it for people. I so, said, well, which one do you want me to wear? And they said, that's the one you got to wear. So I wore the one with the bigger logo on it. And, and he put the button on. So that was cool. And I even got somebody I walked by said, go blue. I didn't hear him say it, but Douglas heard that and said, hey, you got a go blue from somebody. I wish I would have heard it because I would turned, to said, yeah, that would be kind of nice, wouldn't it? You know, that's, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a opposed to that. You know, I like the Dodgers. <laughs> I'm a Twins fan, but, you know, what you're wearing a Dodgers thing. Oh, it's a long story. Anyway, so that was cool. And, uh, uh and... Placerville is in what would be considered San Francisco Giants territory. It's it's fairly close to San Francisco. It's much closer to San Francisco than it is to Los Angeles, I'm pretty sure about that. And uh, because, well, I'm, I'm just pretty sure about that. Northern California. And the colors for the San Francisco Giants is orange and black. That's their that's their colors for the colors for the Los Angeles Dodgers is white and blue, and um, uh, yeah, and Michael pointed out to us. He says, "So you guys, you will see them now that I'm telling you about them. You're going to see them. These Subarus, these ugly colored Subarus that are orange with black trim. You're going to see them because they're all over up here, and they're they're Giants fans driving around in those Subarus." Uh, it really is a striking orange color. I mean, it's orange. It's more orange than a school bus is orange. You know, it's just a deep, slightly reddish orange to this thing. But it's bright. And we were driving back from Placerville on the second trip to check out the shops, and Michael spotted one and said, oh, there you go, there's one. And I saw it, you know, a glimpse of it. So oh, I see what you're talking about. Okay, and he said, well, you're going to be seeing them you're going to be seeing them now. And I said, well, okay. I didn't see another one the entire time out there, but when I got back home and I went out to the comic book store last Saturday morning, it's in Minneapolis, pulled into the parking lot, and I parked right next to an orange with black trim Subaru. And I took a picture of it and sent it to, to, to Michael. Say, hey, Michael, look what I parked next to. And he went, ah! <laughs> he just, you know, he just just groan. I could almost hear it, that he's groaned so loudly. And then, and then, a few days later, I was driving home from work. I think the, the day job. I was driving home, and I head down one of the side streets, heading toward my house, and there, parked on the street, now I'm in St. Paul, parked on the street is an orange with black trim Subaru. I said, there's another one. I only saw the... I got a glimpse of the one in California that was pointed out to me. This time, I get back home to the Twin Cities, and I've seen two. And we're in Twins territory. And the thing is about the... This is a nice little bit about the one that I saw near my house. The name of the street is Orange. Coincidence? Well, yeah, yeah, it's a coincidence isn't that cool let's see it on the street and it's the street's called orange <sighs> orange you're glad i didn't say banana i'm going to take my next break a little bit early i got a whole bunch of stuff yet to get through oh, geez, I, I mean a whole bunch of stuff so uh, i'm going to take this next break uh and uh, you're listening to Dimland radio and the z talk radio network and I'll, I'll sit back relax and i'll be back You know, if I can maneuver into a tight parking spot at the mall, I'm pretty much sexually satisfied. And I've been to the mall twice today already. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. Don't just take my word for it, but you are listening to Dimland Radio on Z Talk Radio Network. Hey, this is Danny Potts from the Kentucky Ghost Chasers, and you're listening to Z Talk Radio. Welcome back to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. That time I was doing the air guitar, like I'm on an acoustic guitar, and I'm doing the finger picking style—not just with like with a pick, but with fingers. You know, like your thumb picks one string, and the pick fingers pick the other strings. You know, like, oh, oh man, it was awesome. Like I said, you would swear, you would swear, I had a guitar in my hands. <clears throat> cool thing number two. Told you I'd have two cool things. Cool thing number two. While I was in Placerville, I know it's like a part two, but this is not quite you know stuff that didn't fit in last week's show. Uh, I discovered something. I found out something that I had no idea about. Now you know how um, money, the uh, the uh, the paper bills, have all kinds of. You know, I'm sure it's true about you know, around the around the world, uh, but in the United States, they have all kinds of little things on there to help prevent counterfeiting to prevent fake bills being passed off as real and um when we went back on that sunday to check out the shops and we went to that uh, the, you know, the placerville hardware store the oldest hardware store west of the mississippi established in 1852 according to the sign on the wall uh i bought a few things about some souvenirs for for amy and hayden and uh, I paid with a hundred dollar bill. Now, normally I hate doing that kind of thing, but if I'm going to spend big enough amount of money, a hundred dollar bill is okay. If you're going to spend a little amount of money, keep it to twenties, as you know, and it less than that if possible. Yeah. But I knew I was going to spend, I think, about like fifty bucks or something at that point, And I had a hundred on me, and I thought, well, I'm going to use it. So I whip out the hundred dollar bill, hand it to the to the to the to the lady behind the counter, and she whips out a uh, uh, a, a toothpick. And I'm watching her and says, wait, a toothpick? See, when you take a $100 bill and you hold it up to the light, you can see there's a little security strip on one side of Ben Franklin's face that has the words, I think it's U.S. $100 bill or something like that written on there. And then there's, on the other side of uh, Ben Franklin's face, on the other side of the bill, there's a watermark that, of another drawing of uh, Franklin's face. And there's uh, little hologram type things that, you know, a little, uh, I don't know if it's a hologram or something, but it's it's it, as you move it it, 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 it appears to move, it changes it's the way it looks. When you do that, and on the on one side of uh, Franklin's uh, face on the on the new hundred dollar bill, there's this purple, blue purple strip that goes down. That goes down. It goes across the bill, and uh, you know, and and that that bill is broken up by three bits, uh, you know, uh, of the, the of the of the of the paper color, cutting across. Like there's little breaks in it. Um, and, and that's that that blue purple thing you know when you move it side to side you can see, it looks like the there's there's movement within that and that's that's to help because all these things are measures that you can check to say to see if it's a fake bill or not if if, if all that stuff is doing what it's supposed to do you know then you know you got a genuine hundred dollars bill on your hands and there's one other thing and again I said she whipped out a, a toothpick and I looked I thought what's what's she going to do so she takes the toothpick and that purple strip she, what she'll do is she she slides the toothpick along that purple strip and under those little breaks in the purple strip which I just thought were just breaks in it they're actually bits of paper that go that go over the strip so the paper uh, the paper clip well she used a toothpick but I've seen somebody else use a paper clip which I'll I'll put a video up on the show notes page which you can get to by going to dimland.com go to the blog option and you'll find you know click on that and you'll find the show notes and I'll link to a video where a guy shows you the security measures of the of the $100 bill and he and he uses a he uses a paper clip to show this you can slip this thing through the paper it goes between the this this purple band and the and the paper of the bill, and I saw that. And she went through these three loops. There's three loops on there, and she said to me, "You do good work, hon." And uh, which I took to be a joke that she makes to every person who hands her a new hundred dollar bill, and she does that little test too. I just think that's that's her go-to joke because I didn't say anything about it. I know I know that it's fairly common when somebody busts out a big bill. They say, "Yeah, I just printed it out this morning." They make that joke. I didn't make the joke. I just handed her the hundred dollar bill. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't trying to do any material with her. I just handed her the hundred and she looked at it and she said, You do good work, hun. And you know, I like it when uh, when uh, I, I'm you know, when servers call me hun. I like that. You know, I'll go to a fast food restaurant and the and you know, the woman behind the counter will say, Would you like anything else, hon? Or, you know, at the drive-up, will say the same thing? And she says, Cause I like that. I, I think it's kind of, it's you know, it's a nice touch. It's folksy, and it's warm, but it's not, you know, it's not overdoing it. And it feels natural when she says it. And I suppose if a guy called me, hon, I wouldn't mind that either. But, you know, it's, anyway, I always, I thought that was nice. But anyway, it's really cool. And so I'll link to that video, and you can see what, what, what it's done there. I had no idea. I had no idea about that, and when I got home, uh, I was visiting with my parents, and I was showing them pictures of the trip, and I said, Dad, you got a $100 bill on you? You got a new one? He says, yeah. I said, bust it out, and I took a little toothpick, and I, I showed him the trick. and he went, wow. He never knew that either. It's really cool. Uh, what else have I got? Uh, what wasn't cool at the brew fest, a couple of things. A couple of bits of the of the paranormal got slipped in there somehow. A couple bits of the pseudoscience and the paranormal. Uh, uh, as uh, as I as we headed along, there was a one of the booths on the side of the road there, the main street, uh, was a for a fortune teller for does tarot cards and fortune telling and crystal ball and all this. And I went, oh man! And I said, well, we are in California, <laughs> but actually. It's, I, I don't want to besmirch California because it's all over the damn place. It's not just California. It's not just there. But I thought, you know, you could have got one more brewer in here. Or you could have had a, a food booth because there was a couple food booths along the way. You could have had one of those. But no, no. you got to waste this space for entertainment purposes only for someone to cold-read people that come in. I mean, uh, There's a picture of me uh, showing my true feelings about the about the uh, about that booth that I will post in the show notes page uh, that you'll you can take a look at when the, when the, when when you get over there dimland.com click on the blog ap- option you'll get to the show notes but there was another thing there's an actual store there it's called vibes up the happy health shop the happy health shop. And some woman came up with some idea about. Uh, well, I'll I'll read some of the material that you'll find on the that you would find on the website. I don't know if I'll link to the website or if I'll just put the screen captures up. But uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll link to the website. I don't know. I don't want to give her sales or clicks. But the in the door uh, or in the window, it's, there's a, a banner that says uh, offering. Uh, it was offering free. Allergy bracelets, which I have a feeling they're like those power bands from a few years back that makes you, you know, makes your balance better, makes you more athletic, makes you stronger, makes your energy, gives you more energy. Oh, they love the word energy. All oh, these pseudoscience people just love the word energy. They love it. They use it, misuse it. They don't know what it means, but they'll use it because it sounds scientific. <laughs> oh, energy, energy, energy. They love it. And so there's, it's, I imagine... You know that somehow this this it's probably a silicone band with a little and a little hologram on it that that hologram has a vibration that will keep away the the allergies. What? Huh? How? What? It's a thirty dollar (laughs) value, no doubt. (laughs) Uh, So and, and it says feel good fast. So I went to the website and I wanted to find out about this stuff this this energy. Stuff that they that this that they promote. Uh, you will note if you if if you I'll put up this I'll at least put up the screenshots of it. You'll note the um, some weird choices in in capitalization and bolding and lowercase. And then there's a, you know there's some typo type stuff on there like the word cannot. Cannot is one word. C A N N O T one word. Cannot not can not. It's cannot. It's one word, but they like to split it. Coexist is one word, but once, but they they use it correctly in one. They spell it correctly in one use, and then they spell it incorrectly in another use, making it co uh, space exist. Um, You know, that's just typos. Those are just typos. But anyway, so on their how it works, how this all this bullshit stuff that she's come up with, how it works. I'm gonna read this to you, and you see if, if this if this makes any sense to you. We will start with a short nutshell for those in a hurry, then more juicy how it works below will uh, for those who quest for knowledge fact everything is energy energy is vibrating uh-huh so uh. Huge aha fact! High and low vibrations cannot coexist, like a light bulb cannot be on and off at the same time. Schrodinger's light bulb. <laughs> Common sense would say, with the knowledge of these facts, it would serve us well as a society to look deeply into what vibrates low pain, parasites, stress, disease radiation, depression, etc. I those have low vibration? What what is huh? How do you know? And uh, so? What is what? And what can raise the vibration to create an environment that these low vibration challenges would not coexist in Could the future of solutions be so simple? No, no. No. No they never are. The solutions are never that simple. Or at least not usually. I mean, there may be a rare case with something simple. How do you write in space with, with you know, because the ink and the pen doesn't work. How do you do it? Use a pencil. All right, that'll work. That's a simple solution. Could the future have already been discovered? I, I don't know. I guess we'll find out once we get there. Many thousands believe it has. Now, all the words. From could the future of solutions be so simple? Could the future have already been discovered? Many thousands. That's all All caps. And then after the many thousands, in lowercase, believe it has. And of course she's appealing to, well, lots of people believe it. It must be true. This <laughs> is a uh, 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 populist uh, fallacy or something like that. Imagine... Affordable, beautiful nature tools, bringing amplified and specific cleaning, uh, clean, renewable, uplifting life energy that can help raise vibes, reharmonize, and balance our modern lifestyles, while offering solutions to many of to many life challenges. Pick a solution for your specific needs. The products are bringing. Specific energy with nature ingredients. It should be natural ingredients. It should be natural ingredients. With nature ingredients known for and that, many, uh, that may be supportive. She forgot a word. Uh, in the area of health, balance, pain, energy, PMS, allergies, stress, joy, clarity, menopause, courage, EMF. 20 themes in all. <laughs> 20 themes total. Now, she puts in this with an asterisk. She writes this. Now, I want you to listen carefully here. Themes are uh, listed. Themes listed are in no way a claim to cure or heal or replace professional medical care. Okay, that's that little disclaimer. That shows up in commercials with that, that are generally bullshit supplement stuff. The disclaimer that says these statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This project is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It's their way of kind of getting around some of the claims, some of their weasel claim. Well, we you know we didn't say it was going to cure, even though we were kind of saying it would. We didn't say it, yeah. You know, and we had that in there. So that's what that's that's a little variation of that disclaimer. That's how I read it and then she goes on to say the named themes are simply the areas that the ingredients used are published and known to be supportive in we give the body all the credit for any improvements so why the hell do we need to take any of your crap if the body's doing it you're giving it all the credit then what's your shit doing And then she goes on to say, nothing to remember to do. It is automatically there assisting us, drinking from our vibes up water bottle, getting into our beds with earth mats under, these, uh, under our sheets, slipping on our earth flip-flops or divine soles inside our shoes, putting on a bracelet on one-time and having the, that energy there, consistently uplifting our whole systems via the surface veins of the inner wrist. And again, the best part is not having to remember a three times a day like other life helpers. Some of this could have used a copy editor. It's so easy. Automatically, they're helping us with its fun, simple, magical Mango! That's the right word. Magical. It's magic. 24-7. Delivery of nature's scientific brilliance. Wait a minute. <laughs> you know, uh, but that the most important little bit there that I read that you should take away is that they said we give the body all the credit for any improvements, which is true. I mean, I mean, the body can heal itself. You know, you can get some some form of cancer that will spontaneously go into remission. Our bodies generally take care of the, themselves. If you're in decent health and you you get good diet and you and you're you know you're not harming yourself. You, you your body generally can do it, can take care of itself. Doesn't really need anything. It'll clear it up all on its own, and then some somebody comes along with a little bracelet that you can put on. Your body takes care of itself anyway. You put the bracelet on, people are gonna say, hey, the bracelet did it. No no they even said it on their website. We give I'll read it again. We give the body all the credit for any improvements. So why do we need your shit? There's more that I could go on and read about this kind of thing. I mean, when she talks about how she puts these things together, what she'll do is she'll she'll get all these little crystals of uh, quartz and she'll put them into some kind of a mud pack and then let it dry. And when it dries, it shrinks, which is putting pressure on the crystal, which is releasing energy. I mean, how much? I, I mean, how much pressure it could be putting on the crystal? I don't, I don't think it's going to be that much. Drying mud is not going to be that much. And I'll, I will read this one line. Let's uh, see oh if I can find it. Where she says, uh, she talks about, oh, here it is. <clears throat> it's about the scientific mud pie. This is where she talks about how she puts the stuff together. She says, uh, when she mixes all these ingredients together, it looks similar to making mud pies. The mixture is then poured into moles and I love this line. Here's where the science happens. Really? <laughs> Here's where the magic happens, I think. I think you got the wrong word. When the formula air when the formula air dries, it shrinks. And it is this shrinking that creates permanent pressure on the thousands of tiny quartz spheres. These become never-ending good energy batteries, and remember they can deliver whatever type of energy depending on the specific essential oils added. Well, essential oils <laughs> sign me up. It's gobbledygook. It's a bunch of stuff that's supposed to sound scientific. Energy, 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 it's just uh, uh. And I, I just, uh, but it was featured on PBS, so it must be legit, right? Good night, our doctor. Good night, Frau Blucher. Oh, I had other stuff that I was going to get to, but I just can't. Uh, you've been uh, uh, well. Be skeptical, especially of this vibes up place. I'd be right, way skeptical of it. And extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. You know, better than what she delivers on that website, at least in my opinion. Uh, and you've been listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. And I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Jim is reminding you to sleep with the lights off. Here's where the science begins. This has been a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. And now, a message to our competitors. Thanks Thanks. for tuning us in. Bonjour, Monsieur Dim. You are too clever for us naughty people. Well, Well, I'm I'm going going to to hell. Oh, hey, I still have about a minute. So... I'm gonna. uh, This will be a cool thing, number three, and it's a movie-ish recommendation. Stranger Things three has been released on the on the Netflix. Uh, Amy and I and Hayden we've all binged watched the whole eight episodes. Uh, Hayden stayed up all night (laughs) into the fourth uh, watching it, and then we watched it again. While Amy and I watched it, Hayden slept. Uh, Watched it uh, uh, all the way through on the fourth evening. The fourth. It's really good. It it gets the couple of the early episodes. uh, There are moments where I was saying, "Okay, let's move it along." A little too much dwelling on the cuteness of the kids, a little bit in the relationships, but not terrible. Just I just thought, "Okay, let's move it along." But uh, it's it's it. Drags. It pulls you in. It's fun. It's, uh, it's creepy. It reminds you of, of all kinds of other movies, like The Terminator, for, in particular. It's it's really fun. It's really good. So check it out. It's on Netflix, and just stream the whole damn thing in one sitting if you want, because uh, that that's that's what we do these days. Anyway, I uh, now my minute is just about up, so I gotta go. See you next week.